Welcome back to In the Labyrinth of Death. I'm Finn. And I'm Marina. Today, we're talking about bees. So, we're back after missing a week. I know we didn't say anything about it because it was unplanned. Our kid was sick, and now I'm sick, so this might get interesting tonight. But there were basically two or three things that had me thinking about bees recently. One, it's springtime. Two, we've been watching this channel on YouTube where you just watch this Azerbaijani woman and her husband cook and do like farm chores in this beautiful pastoral setting, and it's just amazing. And they have tons of flowers out everywhere, like even up on the roof, it's really cool. So that in turn inspired reason number three I've been thinking about bees, which is I've been cleaning up our deck for spring and I really want to put out a bunch of flowers. But I also don't want to be like inundated with bees every time we go out because I want to actually be able to like sit out there and enjoy it. We had this weird thing with bees last year where it was like an infestation in the tree next to our deck. And it wasn't like we had a hive in the tree or anything, but the tree itself was literally like the bark was literally turning black with some kind of mold or a disease. And somehow whatever the fuck was happening to the tree attracted bees, like literally hundreds of bees, like of all different kinds. There were honeybees out there. There were bumblebees, wasps, yellow jackets all around this one tree. And I, I wish I was joking. They were like in the tree itself. They were crawling on the ground. It was like something out of a horror movie. And you really couldn't even hardly walk outside at all because there were so many bees. So we had a pest control guy look at it and he said that we had that many bees in that area because of the diseased tree. So we ended up cutting it way back and so far we haven't had any bees like that. But I've never seen like a diseased tree like that before attract like seemingly dozens of species of different kinds of bees every fucking day. It was so weird. But anyway, before we get into it, remember, like always, we're not experts at all of any kind including like medical experts or bee experts or anything. We just really don't want to die, and we like researching and talking about it. Please listen to the full disclaimer at the end of the episode, and don't sue us, we're just two regular people. Alright, the opening story today takes place in July 2018 in California, in which a woman named Maria was outside of her home where she worked as a housekeeper. Without realizing, she'd gotten too close to a killer beehive, and so as soon as she got out there, the bees realized she was there, they felt threatened, and she was almost immediately engulfed in a swarm of thousands of bees that flew out of the hive to attack her. So it's really horrific. The homeowner and other people were nearby, but they actually couldn't approach to even get close to help her because there were just too many fucking bees, and they would have been attacked too. They did call 911 for help, and they were yelling at her to run away from the bees and to come towards them. But she was probably panicked or she was in shock, so Maria didn't run from the bees. Instead, she stood still, and, like, it's understandable, she covered her head as she was stung hundreds of times, and they covered her whole body, and as she opened her mouth to scream, they stung the inside of her mouth, too. They, like, flew into her mouth and stung her there. So, hopefully pretty quickly, the fire department arrived, and they realized that they didn't have time to put on their, like, bee protective gear, so they just had to like rush forward and they only had their like carbon dioxide like fire extinguishers. So they used those on the bees to try to like expel them quickly and they grabbed her and they had to make her run with them until they were out of the bees attack range, which I'm going to talk about later, but it's a really fucking long attack range. And Maria was in critical condition at the hospital, but from what I could tell, she'd been expected to survive and I hope she did. And two of the firefighters who were rescued were also hospitalized because they were stung rescuing her but they recovered as well. Did they say what kind of bees these were? 
So these were killer bees, or what are like colloquially called killer bees, which are Africanized honeybees. Yeah. And apparently in this area in particular, 70% of the honeybees are the Africanized honeybees, which are the really like hyper aggressive ones. And she wasn't aware that these killer bees lived in this place. No, the homeowner said, um, I think at the time the article came out, Maria was not in condition to be like interviewed and talk about it because she was just going through this horrible thing. But the homeowner said she had seen bees on the property, but not more than you would expect, like just walking around. It's just that because the area that they're in has such a high like density of killer bees as opposed to like regular honeybees, that it was just bad fucking luck. Apparently this these honey uh these Africanized honeybees were hidden in like a gas meter. And so when she just walked outside, it just it just triggered them. Like she didn't get she just didn't know it was there. You wouldn't know it was there. Well, now that you bring it up, do animals trigger these Africanized honeybees too? They do. Outdoor pets can, especially like dogs, because they, like our dogs will sometimes chase after bees because they're stupid. I love our dogs, but they're dumb. And it's also a problem for livestock that are outdoors. Do they get killed? I'm assuming if it's like a small animal, you would probably yeah. expect them to yeah. die. They, I believe they also will kill livestock because if you think about like a cow's not going to run, it's some of these, these bees will chase you a quarter of a mile before they give up. Wow. There may not be space in like a paddock for an animal to move that far. Got it. So if they move into like your neck of the woods or something, that's not good. Yeah, there are a lot of people who coexist with them. And a lot of places I saw online, it said that they were more of like an agricultural and livestock concern because you basically have to be as a regular human walking around. You just have to be unlucky for them to attack you. But chances are, if you're not near their hive, you're going to be fine. You just may not know where the hives are. Apparently, they'll hide sometimes in, like, sprinklers in your yard. So you could be walking, like, in your neighborhood or, like, riding your bike in your neighborhood and you fucking set off a hive. Like, it's just, they're they're hidden pretty well and they're just so aggressive that as you approach them, they might just target on you and then that's that. So should Maria have run in this case immediately or is there, like, a better protocol to follow? Yeah, we'll get into protocol more later, but generally run. And I'll talk about things you should not do later, but when she was being told by like everyone who was near her who couldn't get close to her because of the bees telling her to run, that was correct. The best thing you can do is just fucking haul ass until the bees give up. That That's really all you can do is just get distance between yourself and the bees hive because they're only going to go up to like 400 or 500 meters or a quarter of a mile. And at that point, they want to go back to their hive and protect it because they think they've run you off. And then they won't keep pursuing you. So you have to keep running as fast as you can until the bees give up. Do these bees die after they sting or do they sting like repeatedly? That's a great question. I don't know. They are honeybees. They're literally just a hybrid honeybee. So I'm not sure. We can look it up in a little bit. All right. So let's talk bees in general right now. Apparently there are over 20,000 species of bees in the world. And here in the U.S. where we are, we have over 4,000 species of bees. And something I just learned when I was researching this, apparently honeybees are not native to the U.S. at all. There were no honeybees. And I didn't realize that before. They were imported to the U.S. from Europe in the 17th century. So I guess that means like with Jamestown. Sometime in like the early colonization of the U.S. from Europe, they brought honeybees with them. I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, but... When you talk about like pollinators and stuff, there's like a balance between like native bee populations and honeybee populations. And like you're not supposed to introduce honeybees into places that are dominated by like the native bees. It's it's a whole thing. But 
I always just thought that honeybees were native to the U.S., but they are not. So in terms of like bees and wasps, bees are closely related to wasps, but they are not the same species or like even like the same kind of thing. Bees are nice and we like bees. Wasps are assholes. I hate wasps. So when we're discussing like bees, we're kind of grouping them together for this discussion. But for the record, they are like completely different insects. And you can find bees on every continent except for Antarctica. So wherever you're listening from, if you have any kind of like flowering plants or crops or anything in general like that, you have bees. Like I said earlier, as a caveat here, bees are good. I'm not at all saying that bees are bad. Without bees, we wouldn't have agriculture in the way that we do now. 75% of crops need to be pollinated by insects, and the vast majority of insect pollinators are bees. Therefore, we need bees. And honey is also delicious. So this episode is not hating on bees. I like bees. But even cool things like bees and the ocean and too much sunshine can kill you. So with that kind of disclaimer out of the way, how do bees actually kill you? Obviously, if you're allergic to bees, you will die if they sting you, if you have a really severe reaction. If you get stung by a bee and you're allergic, you can go into something called anaphylactic shock. We won't do a deep dive on that right now because I think allergies kind of merit their own episode. But according to the Boston Children's Hospital, less severe allergic reactions to bee stings include symptoms like hives, itching, swelling, low blood pressure, difficulty breathing, which to me seems like something severe, but I guess that's still not like really, really bad. And then when it's a really severe allergic reaction, that's when you're looking at anaphylactic shock, which includes symptoms like tightness, swelling of the throat, severe itching of the throat, nausea and vomiting, stomach pain, heart failure, irregular heartbeats, and lowered, bre- <laughs> lowered blood pressure. That's hard to say. And the reason why people can be allergic or go into like anaphylactic shock is because of the venom specifically, right? Like the venom itself that's being injected into you, that is what you are allergic to as opposed to other things that are a part of the bee. Yeah, it's not like you're going to become allergic because the bee was just eating pollen and you're allergic to pollen. Yeah, it's because of the venom. One side note on bees eating pollen, I thought that they just ate nectar. I thought that's what bees did and that they would just pick up the pollen like on their legs, like just as like a byproduct of eating the nectar that they would spread the pollen that way. Apparently, bees also eat pollen and it has protein. I had no idea. And apparently, I think it was the pollen. They will take that back and their larva will eat it, I guess, because it's high protein, like a high protein snack for the babies. I just had no idea that they ate pollen. That like blew my mind when I learned that today. But that's just a side note. So, can regular bees hurt a non-allergic person? The answer is yes. Particularly children who are stung by multiple bees, they should really go get medical attention even if they aren't allergic. Because like most things, like if you're bitten by like a spider or a snake and you're small, it's a higher concentration of the venom in your body. It's the same thing for bees and wasps. So, if you have a small person or like dog or cat or whatever and they've been stung a bunch of times, it is worth getting medical attention because that venom is going to be more damaging to them than it would be to someone who's like a full-grown adult like us. The general rule is, though, if in doubt, seek medical attention. If you've somehow been stung 50 fucking times by bees, even if you're not allergic and you're a grown-up, still go to the doctor. Well, I mean, doesn't it depend a little bit on your weight as well? I assume that if you're like a 300-pound man, for example... 
you probably don't need to rush nearly as quickly for 50 stings as if you're like a hundred pound like teenager or something. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it depends. I, I'm not like a venom expert at all. So again, we're not doctors or bee experts. So if you have been stung many times, go to the doctor. This is not medical advice. That being said, I would assume, I mean, for all I fucking know, it might depend like, are you a 300 pound like bodybuilder or are you like overweight? Like, cause I would assume like, muscle and fat maybe it metabolizes the venom differently i don't fucking know so yeah maybe maybe he would or maybe if he's like not a bodybuilder he has to go later i don't know yeah i think it just depends on the person and i imagine if you're gonna have a problem you're gonna start feeling pretty shitty and you'll probably know i wonder if you can develop a sort of immunity to it i'm sure you can like with most poisons or at least animal-based venoms yes although and i was just about to talk about this in a little bit the more exposure you get, the more likely you are to become allergic. So if you do something where you try to like build up, like do like the like Wesley from P Princess Bride Iocane powder thing, and you want to build up your immunity, you might actually give yourself a problem. If you were not previously allergic, you could make yourself become allergic. And if you are allergic, each time you get stung subsequently increases your risk of going into anaphylactic shock. Right. But how is it different? than it is for snakes or spiders because with snakes and spiders you can over time inoculate yourself to become basically immune from a hospital standpoint so why is bee venom or maybe even like bee wasp hornet venom why is that different well i mean i'm sure you could you could probably do the same i don't know if anyone is at all advocating building up immunities to spider or snake venom either though well they just say that you can i'm not saying that anyone would really benefit except you don't really, it depends on what your job is, you don't really do shit with spiders and snakes, but there are things called beekeepers, right? So they would benefit ostensibly from having a natural immunity because you're exposed to that way fucking more than even snake or spider handlers. I mean, sure, in theory. I mean, that's kind of what allergists do when they're like gradually building up your immunity to, to allergens that bother you. In terms of like the toxicity of the venom, I don't think anyone has ever done it with bees. And I don't think that we should advocate for people doing this. But theoretically, is it possible? Sure. Well, no, that's the question I'm asking. I feel like based on what you're saying is theoretically not possible because it's two categories. If you don't have an allergy or a propensity to it, it's going to increase your chances of building an allergy. Then obviously, if you're already allergic, it's just going to make you more likely to go in, into anaphylactic shock. Yeah, that's why people don't do it. Right. So that, that's the question that I was asking. Why is it different? than it is for other animal venoms. I don't know. And something else I saw with, um, I, I, the answer is I don't know. Right. But something else that I saw was that with, um, so when I say like regular honeybees in the US, that's like the European honeybees that got introduced back in like the 17th century, even though they're not native, the European ones. The Africanized hybrid honeybees are less likely to cause allergic reactions. They still can, obviously, because they're bees. But you're more likely to die from the venom, just like the sheer volume of venom that you're getting from like hundreds of stings, than you are to get like anaphylactic shock from it. And I don't know the reason for that. It's just interesting. So maybe it's just something particular about bees. Do they have anti-venoms for bee stings? I don't know. I bet we can look that up, though. There's got to be an answer for that. Because when you're talking about the dosage is what's going to fuck you up, it seems like you could develop an anti-venom from that like how you would with a snake or a spider 
Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll look it up now. I don't know if they're treating it with an antivenom or they're just treating the symptoms. We just looked it up, and according to a 2019 paper from the NIH, no antivenom exists even for, like, severe bee envenomings. So the answer is no. There is no antivenom for bees. So it sounds like if you know you're the kind of allergic person who's going to go into anaphylactic shock and you do get stung, like, in that kind of lethal capacity... You know you're dead. Even if you're not dead yet, you know you're going to die. Well, if you are allergic to bees to that level, you'll have to work with your doctor, obviously, but they actually, people who are severely allergic carry, like, bee kits with, like, epinephrine and stuff. Right. So that they don't go into anaphylactic shock. So hopefully you would be prepared and you wouldn't have been, like, caught unawares in your fucking yard. But if you happen to not have, like, an EpiPen or something and you get 50 stings, you know you're going to die. Before we even get to the hospital. I would not be happy if I was in that scenario. I think it all depends, like, how quickly can they get to you? Like, if an ambulance shows up quickly and they, which obviously they'll have epinephrine, like, I think it just depends on where you are and how quickly you can get help. Yeah, if you're in, like, the city and you're 10 minutes from a hospital by car or ambulance, you would probably be okay. But if you're in, like, the country and you already have a history of anaphylactic seizures, that kind of thing, from bee sting specifically, and you don't have an EpiPen because they're fucking expensive, and you're half an hour from the hospital, you might be fucked. Like, Yeah, you might be. Or you have an EpiPen and you just didn't bring it with you because you're in your like fucking yard, right? So we've been talking about killer bees, and I, I mentioned a little bit of their background, but like I said, they're a hybrid of European honeybees and East African lowland bees. And to answer your question earlier, Fen, I looked it up. Like all honeybees, killer bees disembowel themselves when they sting you. So they're a one-and-done stinger. So when you're being, like, swarmed by thousands out of a hive and you get hundreds of stings, well, say there's 2,000 bees and you get 200 stings, then, like, one-tenth of those bees are dead now. Basically, the history is... East African lowland bees were introduced in Brazil in 1956 to increase honey production. It only took one year for the bees to bust out, though, like several hives worth of bees busted out, and then the killer bees were on the loose. And then they kind of like just continued traveling north. They took over all of South America, continued traveling north. And so the killer bees by the 1990s had made their way all the way from Brazil up to Texas. Nowadays, you can find killer bees in the southernmost states in the U.S., from California all the way over to Florida. I saw some sources saying that in suitable environments, killer bees can expand 100 to 200 miles northward in one year. Does that mean that if they're not already there now, that they could go as far as, like, Canada? Yeah, actually, they are. I was looking at a map of, like, where they were in, like, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, like, you can, like, kind of see traveling up. And there's a predicted area on the map. All the rest of the U.S. is gray for, like, the predicted. And then basically, like, half of Canada. Especially with, like, global warming, like, when northern areas might get warmer, then that's going to be hospitable for them, too. Now, is the reason why they're so prolific is because they don't really have any natural predators? Like, are they apex, whatever you want to call them? No, I think it's just that they are more aggressive. And so they might, like... I, you know, I, I'm not sure if they're running off the other bees or they're just more successful, but generally they move in. And if you want to like, if you want to fight these honeybees, right? And if you want to keep the Africanized honeybees out and keep like the regular, relatively docile European honeybees in, 
apparently what you do is you either take a bunch of like European honeybee drones, the males, and you put them in with the hybrid ones to kind of like prevent the hybrid ones from breeding. If that makes any sense, you're just replacing their males, like watering down their percentage of the males by dumping a bunch of the European honeybee males in there. And sometimes at the same time as they do that, they'll also um, try to swap out the queens as often as they can with a regular European honeybee to kind of like build up those populations again, because as they kind of move northward, they're just so fucking successful that they can kind of like just outweigh the the previously existing European honeybees. But I mean, things like hornets, wasps, they don't pose a threat to these killer bees. I honestly don't know. I don't know much about like warring bees and bee-like creatures. Because usually you hear about like those bees where when a wasp or a hornet goes to eat them, basically they surround it and they vibrate it to death. They cook it to death. So, I mean, I, these are these are still just honeybees. They look fucking identical. I am sure they would die the same way. I think it's just a numbers game. That's why when they try to like get rid of the the Africanized honeybees, the killer bees, they're just playing the numbers game where they're just trying to replace them with the European honeybees. So like I said earlier, honeybees are dangerous because they're so like insanely defensive about their hives. They'll chase you like a quarter of a mile down the road. And once they've raised the alarm, it's not just one or two bees coming after you, like the kind of like century bees. It's going to be like a whole fucking massive swarm of thousands of bees and you're going to get stung a lot, like a lot, a lot. And even if you're not allergic, you're in a bad spot just because the sheer amount of envenomation that you're going to get. So some of the symptoms that you may get just from the venom, if you're not allergic, is you're going to get irritated skin, dizziness, headaches, weakness, edema, nausea, diarrhea, and vomiting, increased heart rate, respiratory distress, and it could even cause renal failure. So like you can die from this. And there have been more than a thousand people who've been killed by killer bees since they like broke free. And like I said earlier, they also pose a real risk to pets and livestock as well because they're also outside and could disturb the bees. So what can you do to avoid bees? First, let's talk regular bees. Like I said earlier, bees are nice. Just leave them alone. They have no interest in hurting you. Not necessarily true for wasps because they're more aggressive, especially when food is scarce or when they think their nest is being threatened. So if you see a wasp and they look like they are getting aggressive or like they might think that you're a threat, just fucking get out. Because you're not going to win against a wasp. They will sting you over and over again because they will not disembowel themselves when they sting you. Wasps suck. Bees are nice, though. I have seen some places saying to avoid wearing floral clothes and that kind of thing. Like, brightly colored clothes. That's questionable, apparently. And the old advice has always been to avoid wearing floral scents. Because it'll, like, attract bees and, I guess, think that you're a flower. But I saw in Scientific American that that is outdated advice and that there has never been any evidence that people who smelled like flowers get stung more. So it's probably safer just to avoid them anyway, but, you know, apparently that doesn't really make that much of a difference. Now, if you're going outside and you're going to be around, like, where bees could be, wear long pants, long sleeves, close-toed shoes, that kind of thing. And now this is really interesting. If you have a can or a bottle or any other container of like a sweet sugary drink, it could be like alcohol or soda, tea, whatever, be really cautious. I learned, I think it was that Scientific American article as well, that bees will sometimes fly inside of like soda, open soda cans and then you go to drink it and you'll pour the bee into your mouth and it will sting the inside of your mouth. So if you're outside and you're drinking something that's sweet and it's open, keep your drinks covered and just be careful and like 
maybe just take a look and see if there's something in there or listen for buzzing because I don't think I would ever recover from like being stung in the mouth by a bee. Now, if you have a bee on you, don't panic. Just stay calm and don't move, and the bee is probably going to leave you alone eventually, unless it's an angry wasp, in which case just get the fuck out. Now, if you've been stung by a bee and it's just a regular bee sting, if you have an allergy, obviously do what your doctor says. Use your bee sting kit, use your Benadryl, whatever your doctor has told you. Now, for those of us who aren't allergic, the recommendation when you've been stung is to apply a cold compress to the sting site, take an aspirin or acetaminophen, and then don't scratch it because you don't want to get it infected. It's just an open wound. All right, so that stuff is easy. That's just regular bees. So now let's talk about the killer bees. So in terms of how to avoid them, basically, if you see what could be a bee nest, like there might be like some century bees out there, you might see the actual nest, just avoid it. Chances are you're not going to be able to tell the difference between a killer bee nest and a regular honeybee nest because they just look like fucking bees. They look like honeybees. So if I were in an area where there were killer bees, I would give all bees an extra wide respectful berth. Like just if you see a bee, stay away from it. It's that easy. Now, if you haven't seen it because I've been stung unwittingly by bees that I didn't see before, and I'm just lucky I don't live in an area where there's killer bees. If you have angered them and they've locked on and kind of targeted you, you have to run. Like, literally run fast and far. Just keep going until they give up. You may have to run a quarter of a mile. And apparently, if you can get inside of a car or a building before then, you can do that. So if you're, like, not getting away from them and you see a car or you could get inside of your house... Get inside of a shelter. If you can't get inside of a shelter, keep running. They will give up eventually. You can probably run or get away farther than the bees are willing to chase you. Now, if you're thinking about jumping into a lake or a pond or whatever, do not do it. The bees are smarter than that. They will know that you are in there and they will wait above you. And when you come up to breathe, they will sting you again over and over and over again. I saw, and there was a great article in Scientific American I keep referencing, but they talked about a real case of a guy who jumped in a pond and every time he came up to breathe for hours, they would sting him repeatedly on the face. And he literally was trapped there in the pond by these bees breathing, I'm assuming at least every two minutes getting stung again for hours until the sun went down and then the bees gave up and went home for the night. That reminds me of the time when we went hiking a long time ago, like probably over a decade ago, and I was specifically being chased by a horse fly. Like a, I could hear it. It was fucking big. And I had to run probably for about a quarter mile, if not more so, in the horse woods flies out are of it. awful. I hate them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm familiar with that concept of running away from like a little thing that hurts you. But for me, I didn't have to run as quickly, I would say, because it's not as dangerous. Like, how fast do bees go when they swarm you and they chase you? I think when they say run, they mean run. And it's not that you're outrunning the bees by speed. You're just trying to get the requisite distance between yourself and the hive as quickly as possible to reduce the number of stings. I don't believe that you are going to outrun the bees. I don't think that that's possible. And if you think about like your scenario with that horsefly, imagine it's not a horsefly, which sucks and they'll draw blood and they're awful. But imagine it's 2,000 fucking bees stinging you over and over again. I don't know, dude. That horsefly was awful. Oh, I yeah, would, they're, they're I bad. would try bees 
knowing how awful horse flies are. Dude, I don't know. I've only been stung a few times. And one time, and this was obviously not killer bees. This is like yellow jackets or something, which I think are not bees. They're hornets, but whatever. So I was like walking in the woods with one of my friends and they're like low lying when they have like the century bees. They have like nest in the ground, I think. Um, And so I'm walking and all of a sudden it's just pain, like pain in all kinds of different parts of my body suddenly. And so I run and they don't chase you very far. And I get on the other side and I'm like, look back at my friend and she's like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. You just have to run through it. And she was like, fuck, no, I'm not going to just run through whatever happened to you. But like in that scenario, like those were painful. It was like I was getting like fucking like punched. I mean, like it hurts to get stung by a bee. Yeah, it's similar to what happened to me a long time ago. I think this was before I even met you, but I was mowing the lawn one day in the backyard and I was wearing shorts because it was in the summer and I felt on my knee like what felt like a gunshot. It felt like somebody took a rifle and shot through my knee. It was intense pain. Like at first I thought it was like a rock that had been swallowed up by the lawnmower and just shot back out. But it happened a second time. That's when I, I fucking stopped and I went back inside the house because it was unbearable. I don't know if it was like yellow jackets, hornets, wasps, whatever it was. Like I must have disturbed like some kind of nest in and around where I was mowing. But it was so singular in how much it hurt that I remember what it feels like to this day. I, I do too. And it's it's shocking when you're not expecting it. And like your brain doesn't fully, at least for me, I haven't been stung enough. My brain didn't go straight to bees. My brain just went to inexplicable pain. Yeah, I, I actually looked through the woods because like there's like a wooded area. It wasn't like a forest because there's yeah. like a fire department right next to my, my old house. But um, I looked into the woods to see if someone literally shot me because I didn't hear gunshots. I mean, it was like a BB gun or something. But I looked for people who were trying to hurt me. It never occurred to me that it would be like fucking animals. Right? It's such like fucking tiny animals you can't even see. So that's how that's how these killer bees can come out of nowhere. And they're so fucking fast. You could be mowing your lawn. You piss one off unwittingly. And then you're fucking swarmed with thousands. Like it's insane to me. It's that time of the episode now where we're about to wrap up. But I do want to talk a little bit about media and stuff like that. We always do this because we like to see like what you're actually seeing if you're watching movies about the stuff and how real it is. And so one of our favorite TV shows that we've brought up, I think, multiple times, which is Something Bit Me with an exclamation point. There is an episode in here about killer bees. It's like I didn't rewatch it for this, but I think they're at like a conference center and multiple people end up getting attacked by the killer bees. And the reason I'm bringing this one up in particular, even though I'm not telling it very well, is that in this one as well, they used fire extinguishers to help rescue someone. And I think it was actually another like uh, conference goer. Like I think a woman who was there grabbed a fire extinguisher and used it to save another woman. So that's the same thing that the firefighters used. So if you're in a real fucking pinch and like you have to use something and there is a fire extinguisher, maybe give it a shot. It's just something that the firefighters did and they did in this case if something bit me and it worked in both cases. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is a movie I'd never heard of before, but it was mentioned in the Wikipedia article about killer bees and how like people got really hyped up about it for a while. And this movie is called The Swarm. It's from 1978, which I think is the same year as The Good Invasion of the Body Snatchers. This one stars Michael Caine, which I didn't recognize. I just knew he was in it and you didn't recognize him either. You don't usually see him young. It's very weird. I've only seen the trailer and 
it does get only 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's really bad, but the trailer looks amazing. It's, like, super campy. Like, there's killer bees everywhere. Michael Caine's playing it, like, super serious. It looks awesome, and I don't care that it only got 9%. I, like, I need to see this movie now. I just want to go watch the trailer, like, over and over again. So, that's The Swarm, 1978. It's probably terrible, and I've not seen it, so I apologize. But I, I really, really need to see this. And that's all we've got this week on regular bees and killer bees. Don't forget that we have a website in thelabyrinthofdeath.com. If you like what you hear and you'd like to get a free sticker, go to inthelabyrinthofdeath.com slash stickers. We've still got some left, so if you're interested, go ahead and go there and we will send it to you. You can also reach us not just on our website, but also on Instagram at inthelabyrinthofdeath. So wherever you're listening, go ahead and leave us a review and a rating. We'd really, really appreciate it. Tune in next week for yet another new episode of In the Labyrinth of Death. In the meantime, send us your near misses with bees or death to inthelabyrinthofdeath at gmail.com. We'll see you all next week. This podcast is researched and presented by enthusiasts, not experts, and is for entertainment purposes only. None of the content you have heard is meant to be taken as legal, medical, financial, survival, or any other kind of advice. Please consult with actual professionals.